if you never tell him it's starts at eight, he'll always show up at eight thirty. Yeah. Right. But if you clearly define, we open at eight. You need to be here at eight. Job starts at eight. Because mm-hmm. I've seen time and time again. Oh my gosh, G man, how many times have we walked in and go, oh, that, that they know better. They know better. And then we go and go, hey, did you know this? No, nobody nope. ever told me. Hey, I'm Coach Jay. I'm the G-Man. We've built this podcast for the hardworking men and women of the automotive community. Some of you will listen and be entertained. Others will listen and apply. Our purpose is to provide both. Welcome to the Hard Shop Life. Hello, everybody. This is Hard Shop Life. I'm Coach Jay and the... G-Man. G-Man, how are we doing, buddy? I'm good. Back again here again together for another rocking good time. Today, today's episode is going to be brought to you by... I have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm just, I'm just. You're going on. somewhere. I was, I was, I was going I was somewhere. Waiting to jump I, on. Yeah. yeah, I just, uh, you know, I was thinking that we had some kind of sponsor, and you know, you know, b- believe it or not, G Man, some people have asked me like, why don't you guys have sponsors and whatnot? Yeah. And one of the big reasons why we don't do it, believe it or not, is sometimes you know, although we would love to be, you know, have people sponsor us or have people pay, it, it kind of sort of puts us in a weird bind because we try to be very neutral about things you know yeah, where where yeah. you hear a bunch of other podcasts like oh this is brought to you by abc marketing firm or blah 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 blah, right and although we we would love the income i mean I, why not right but truth be told is is we believe in the philosophy of of neutrality now mind you i'm not going to tell you we're never going to bring somebody on here we're, i'm never going to say we're not going to mention somebody no. there are some very valuable intuitive, progressive, all those things, vendors and outlets out there that we work with that I think do an exceptional job of representing goodness in our industry. Sure. Yeah. So I'm not going to say we'll never do it. I'm just saying that right now that's not something that we kind of fall in line with. You know, it's I, you know, I think, G-Man, you and I, just to tell our, our audience, like we got a little consulting in regards to you know podcasts like oh you should get uh, you know people in there and you should support each other and, and get on linkedin and find people to put on your on your show and and have them you know it's going to expose it's going to expose it's going to expand and i don't know man we're three years in and i think we have some pretty good downloads we have some good subscribers we have yeah. some people that have reached out and i guess we're more grassroots i don't know yeah i guess i mean that's you know it, it, i guess that's like the marketing and it's that's just not what it's here for, right? Yeah. It's not why we started doing this. That's not what we're doing. It's like we're not trying to sell a product. We're not trying to sell a software. We're not trying to sell somebody else. We're just getting on here and sharing our knowledge and ideas and thoughts. And, you know, I mean, that's it, period. It just never really entered into my consciousness other than, like you said, the revenue would be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> but I'll take it. I don't want to say we're brought to you by XYZ Software. And meanwhile, one episode, we're talking about tools of torture. Right. <laughs> you know, right? No, exactly. <laughs> no, I totally agree I don't want that. that conflicting objective. And, and the other thing, too, is stuff changes, you know. You know, stuff that's worked in the past doesn't work anymore. So I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's just tough to attach, hit your wagon to something like that, you know, for us. It's not our yeah. business model right now. It's not. It's not. So, uh, you know, this this episode is brought to you by us. Yeah, here right. we are. That's We're right. here. Hard Shop Life, part of JDI Coaching. You guys should know us, not know us. Check us out. We're here. Uh, so today's episode, today's episode, G-Man, what are we going to talk about? Uh, we're going to talk about when it's time to cut bait. I call it the breakup. I, I like to call it the breakup. It's time to break up. up. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen... <laughs> 
the the you know the dinners are getting awkward. I don't want to open the door for you anymore. You're not putting out. I mean, all those things are are just like it's I mean, the breakup. Yeah, it is a breakup. It it's is a breakup. a breakup. So to decode it, what we're talking about is when is it time to let go of an employee, right? When is it time? When is it time to release somebody, even if it's somebody you worked with for a long time? And it, it, we've actually had a couple of circumstances recently that we've bumped into where that decision has had to been had to been made, and it's never easy. And it seems like when you get there, it just goes on too long. Yeah, like like you said, with a breakup, it is, man. It just gets awkward. It's yeah. just like there's not anything there anymore. You're not really connecting. You're your commitment is elsewhere. One is is going one direction while the other one is staying the same. I, I don't know. It, it's just, it's awkward, you know? Yeah, it, it is that. So yeah, it, it's a good, I mean, I, I don't know. The relationship example is a really good example. I wasn't expecting it, but <laughs> it is it is good because true, like, you know, I've got some some close friends of ours that, you know, they've been married for a long time and, and they've just kind of grown apart. And, you know, as the kids get older and leave your life, it changes your relationship, your marriage changes, your your life changes. And sometimes you don't change in the same direction. And there are times when we force ourselves to stay together because we've been together for so long, because we have so much invested, because we're afraid to be alone, because of because this and that and the other thing. And in reality, we shouldn't be there with that person. And we'd probably be better off if we didn't. Um, and they would probably be better off too. We're making both each other miserable, right? But it's tough to make that choice. And I think having a long-term employee, somebody that's, that's been trusted and valued for a long, extended period, it's just tough to let them go. You know, it's tough to let go of that. Yeah, well, here's the thing, though, okay? And because we're going to have some audience members that are going to be like, well, wait a minute, you know, you guys are really falling short on breakup. Is this like early childhood breakup? Is this whatever? I mean, I hope you guys aren't promoting divorce. No, but what I am going to promote, and I'm going to tell you this, divorce sometimes is, ine- is inevitable. Yeah. And what I mean by that is what are you willing to put in the effort? By the time that G-Man and I are in a store, we're counselors. It's therapy. This is therapy. Mm-hmm. And we're doing whatever it takes to develop, bring it back together. Can this work? What direction are you going to go? Like, you know, we're there. Literally, we're therapists. Yeah, it, exactly. It, you know what I'm saying? Like, like sure, like, I, I think we can fix this marriage. I think we can fix this. Yeah. But I think that's the whole purpose of this conversation is is when you have exerted that level of work and the boulder's just not moving, man. Yeah. It's just not moving. Yeah, it's it's tough, man. It's tough to it's this is a somber topic, honestly, because it's it's so tough to make that call because you know, and I think I, I don't know, there are a few people out there I'm sure that like lop somebody's head off without batting an eye. You know, but I think the majority of people and, you know, they it, it, you're changing somebody's life, right? You, you're going to finally make the decision to, to terminate somebody and and you're changing what happens to them. And, you know, uh, who is it? Uh, Dave Anderson says, when you let go of people, you're not doing something to them. You're doing something for them because if they aren't working out for you, then it, it's you're in a weird spot grindy kind of tough spot anyways, right? You're pushing them into a really uncomfortable place where they feel like they're failing every day and you feel like they're failing every day, right? And then lack of taking action on that just leaves them in this abyss of feeling like they're failing and the shoe's going to drop at any moment. Like imagine how you sleep and how, you know, like it would affect your digestion, everything, right? It's stress, it's pressure. And um, I think 
to go back to Dave's quote, it's you're doing something for them because you're releasing them from that agony, right? It's torture. It's torture. Yeah, and truth be told, I mean, if you really think about it, we hold on to them for our delay of guilt. Yeah, that's 100% right. We hold on to them because we cannot wrap our heads and emotions around affecting somebody else where you just got to let them go. Yep. We're doing it a lot for us. We it's think we us. think we're doing it for them. Yeah. We soul search. It was funny because when I, when uh, my wife and I just moved in together and we were young and uh, there was a lady up the street from us who had this old golden retriever. And I don't know how old this dog was, but this dog was old, man. It was one of the oldest retrievers. I, I think she said he was 16. Yeah, which is old. My dog made it to 10. One of them made it to, I think, 11. And that wow. was it. So she would walk the dog and the dog could barely walk. The dog couldn't see. The dog couldn't eat. The dog, like his hair was falling. His fur was falling out. And like, I mean, he just, it, he was in miserable, miserable existence. And so then it's like, okay, well, you, uh, you know, are we, and the vet keeps telling her she's got to put the dog down, right? That, that you're not doing the dog any favors. You know, so then are you keeping the dog alive for you or for the dog? You know what I mean? Like, is the dog just in constant pain and suffering and it's time to let go? Like, at what point is it about us and not about them? And I think we get into that mode where we are in that position where we we know the pain, there's going to be significant pain on our side. And, and you know, we know it's going to change their life. But man, like I got fired, you know, and it changed my life for the better. I became a better mechanic, a better employee, a better person, literally a better person because they fired me. Had they left me in that position, I'm not sure what would have happened to me. But I was not good. I wasn't doing a good job. I wasn't a, a good employee. I, I did I just I was lost. I was a young kid. I was stupid and I didn't I did stupid things and it took them four years and finally they <laughs> finally they came to their senses and, and kicked me out. And it was a wake up call. It was like this is my career. This is not, I'm not messing around. I got to get to work, you know? And so how many people are we leaving in a position like that? And at what point do you, do you know if you're there or not? Yeah. So that's the question. I think that's the question for this episode is what are things that you look for? What are things that you should identify in order for you to make this hard decision as well as what should you do? You know, because there's going to be somebody in our audience go, oh, you know, Coach J and the G-Man just told me I should fire this guy. He's been a jerk the whole time and he's not worth it. So let's get rid of him. Yeah. That's not what we're saying. No. What we're saying is you have to evaluate where you are. Yep. Where you want to go and their willingness to join you to get there. Mm -hmm. And the hardest part is, is, you know, I got to tell you, we have no problem releasing the mediocre when they're below us, mm. okay? Mm -hmm. Let me give you an example. If I'm the service manager, or I'm, I'm the director, or whatever, right? If it's a porter, we'll move on and get another porter. Yep. If it's my service manager, and I've worked with them for 20 years, and they don't get it, and they still don't get it, and you take them to the well, and you educate them, and you keep them, it's just on and on and on. Like, you end up going, you know what? It just doesn't work. Yeah. Right? Because mm -hmm. you, you throw everything at them. You yeah. give them every opportunity. You give them every tool. You say, hey, I read this book. Read this book. Yeah. I did this thing. Do this thing. I did the, you know, you keep and you keep and you keep and it just doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. And so I, I, I think in, that, in those circumstances, when you feel that way, you don't have clarity, right? You know it's the wrong fit. 
You know he's not doing the job. Like you said, I talked to him and he doesn't follow me. He doesn't do what I'm asking for, you know, and I need this and I need that. We're just not getting there. Maybe you're not hitting a target number, you know, whatever the case may be. But you're like, I don't know if it's clear to him. And so then for you, you don't have clarity to let them go, right? It, it, you know, I literally just had this conversation with a manager and the manager wanted to let go of a, a key employee. And I said, okay, well, I said, what for? And it was a loaner car manager, right? And she said, uh, well, he, uh, you know, cars are always dirty and they never, they can never come up clean. They never have gas in them. And, uh, you know, it's just, you know, the loaner, the loaner department's a mess, right? And I said, okay, well, uh, like, like, what does that mean? Like how many cars don't come up? One car, two cars, a day, every day? Like, I, I, how, can you quantify that? Like, what's the process for getting the car clean? What happens when the car gets dropped off, right? So what we learned through this discovery was when the cars get dropped off, somebody was taking them and parking them out back and he didn't even know they were there. And then all of a sudden we want to load a car out and this key pops up and he's like, okay, I've got a key. The guys, got, I got a customer in the drive. They need a loaner. And he's like, oh, look, this key landed on my desk. Let's go get this car. And he goes, he gets it and the thing's dirty, but we got a customer waiting there. You know, what are we going to do? Right. And so it's like, you're pu we're putting him into a failure scenario because we don't have a good system for allowing him to know when the car is there, when's the car get clean. Does he check? He doesn't check the car in the advisor does. And and the advisors weren't weren't always as thorough because they're trying to help the customers. And so it's like, okay, well, all right, let's figure this out. Let's create a system and a process. Let's measure it. Let's, you know, let's let's have some accountability. You know, let's talk about what are the loaner metrics, you know, length of loan, um, the, uh, utilization, utilization, right? Thank you. Utilization. And like some of those things you can measure digitally and some of the things like the car's clean and it's full of gas. And, but the other thing too, is how much are we spending on damage off the cars? Because that's a good indication. We're not checking the cars in or out well. And so there are metrics that we can use to measure him and be clear with him, help him, give him that, and then decide if he can hit him. Because if I, if I do all that for him, I have a written process. It's clear. It's easy. I have people supporting the process. Everybody knows what happens to a loaner key so he doesn't lose a key. He has you know, clear written metrics that we report on daily and we talk about, and he understands what winning and losing is, right? It, it, you know, Tom says to us, the upper and lower control limits. So I'm learning more corporate speak, right? He knows what those control limits are. So now he's got a roadmap. Okay, now if he can't do those things, like to me, that's a, you know, it's not like it's not going to bother you to have that conversation or to terminate that person, but it's definitely a lot easier because he should know too, because you were pretty clear with him. If it doesn't stay within these guidelines, then I have to find somebody who can. That is clarity, right? Versus you're just not doing the job. That's not clarity. What does that mean? It means something different to everybody else. No, I agree. And, and so to me, what I'm hearing you say, if I get this right, is you need to have a standard. Yeah. You have to have a policy. You have something that's clearly defined that allows you to understand those metrics, what's the expectation, mm -hmm. and how we follow that guideline, right? It's no different than if your job starts at 8 o'clock in the morning and you're coming up at 8.30, if you never tell him it starts at 8, he'll always show up at 8.30, yeah. right? But if you clearly define, we open at 8, you need to be here at 8, the job starts at 8. Mm-hmm then you've clearly defined the rule. So they need to know the rule, yeah. right? So you've set the rule. So so same thing. You have to reconcile once a month. You have to reconcile once a month. You have to reconcile once a month. How many times do you have to tell 
a parts manager, you got to reconcile the month. Yep. It's just policy, mm-hmm. right? I, I had a meeting today, as a matter of fact, at one of our stores where we had to sit down and there's a certified pre-owned process for, for, for their cars, right? And we have to follow it to the law. It needs this. It needs that. Yep. It needs the other. Yeah. Right? And so when we review that things are missing, we go back and go, there's a standard for this, right? Mm-hmm. And now, of course, we have to generate a checklist. There's going to be a checklist of yeah. the things that need to be on there, and nobody signs off on it until the checklist is checked off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great example because this, you know, like the standard for brake pads is fi- it five millimeters. Right. Anything under five millimeters, they have to be replaced. Four point nine, they get replaced. Right. And so, it's pretty clear. It's not my opinion. It's not subject to anybody's feelings. It just is. It has to be done. Right. And yeah, you're right. And and that's and if you don't do that, then you're not doing the job right. <laughs> right. And so I think that's one of the hardest things for us. And, and and again, to our audience, we're not trying to give you reasons, excuses to go fire your people. What I'm trying to let you know as leaders, it's our responsibility. Like the very last thing you should ever have to do is let go and have the breakup. Yep. That's not the first thing. That's the absolute last thing yeah. that we ever want to do. Right. But it's got to be completely justified and it's got to have reasoning behind it that would allow you to say, okay, if that person was doing it, would you fire them? Yeah. If that person was doing it, would you fire them? Right. And it's so funny because not so often, G Man, so often it is made crystal clear to me where there's an emotional. There's emotional interference to their logic. Yeah. Okay. Where, oh, that person did that. I'm going to write them up. I'm going to get rid of them. I'm whatever. I'm like, well, so and so. And you and I have done this a hundred times. Well, didn't so and so do that last week? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But this other. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I always go back. I always go back to, to, to my rock star mentor. He taught me fairness and consistency is in the good and the bad yeah. of how you're going to feel about it. Yep. And I'm telling you, he, he he told me, I never want to fire you, but I'll never question it if I have to. Yeah. Never. Yeah. <laughs> right, so don't put me in that spot. Don't put me yeah. in the spot. Yeah, just right? don't do that. Do what I'm asking for you. Yeah. Do. yeah, like don't do that. It just goes back to how people fire themselves. Yeah. And it's so hard for us to like, wrap, again, wrap our heads around something like that. Yeah. Right? So first things first, identify and ensure that you have a standard program. You have policy, right? That is clearly defined that you and that employee both have an understanding about. Yep. Right? That's number one. Yeah. What else, G-Man? I mean, you have to have supporting systems too, I think, right? Absolutely. So the systems around, again, go back to the loaner car example. Like, how do you expect him to cover all those bases when stuff's being done around him? And he stuff's flowing around him. He can't catch it all. So it's like creating that system where it would put him in, you know, the success seat, right? It gives him the opportunity to succeed. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that that's, that's making sure that the system is there to support the initiative you're putting in place. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right? Uh, and I, th- I think that's I- incredibly important. And the third thing to me would be you need to be the best chief reminding officer of what that policy is. Yeah. 
right? Because I've seen time and time again, oh my gosh, G-Man, how many times have we walked in and go, oh, that, don't, they know better. They know better. And then we go and go, hey, did you know this? No, nobody nope. ever told me. <laughs> like we make these horrible assumptions. Yeah. Well, I think, and again, that's where you get to because you you don't have the conflict with them, right? You don't have the conversations with them. You don't try to get them on the right path. You don't school them. You don't, you know, put pressure on them. You you see that their numbers are slipping, but you don't say anything about it, right? Because you're like, well, he's been a good guy. I'm gonna let that go and. And then you let it slip and slip and slip and slip, and then you can't get them back. And you know that that's the thing. It's like we we kind of like that that feeling of of having to terminate somebody and feeling bad about it should happen while you're watching them go down the rabbit hole, right? Not after they're already down there. It, it, once they're down there, it's it's uh, sometimes impossible to get them out. And so you have to take responsibility for that before that happens. Once it's there. You now owe it to every other employee that works for you and the business as a whole to take action on that, right? You know, once you've defined and you coached and you've got them and then they get into that that space where they aren't succeeding, they're pulling the rest of the team down, leaving them there hurts you as a leader, hurts the overall team and hurts the organization's profitability. And so you have to take action on that. You can't turn a blind eye to it and just say it doesn't exist anymore. Like you've got to take action. So that to me is really like the crux of it, right? We talk about the three things that you should have, and then okay, now you got to, you got to act. Now it's it's hesitations over. Well, I'll tell you what. Now, if you're a manager or a leader, you need to do the hard work yourself mm -hmm. to justify a decision like that, mm -hmm. right? Because how many times, G man? I mean, I fall prey to it, man. I I did it. I did it right. I'll tell you right now. I did it. I'll never forget going to, you know, my boss. I, I never forgot going to my general manager. I never, hey, I'm going to let this person go. <laughs> Shoot, I did it to David. This person, I'm going to let them go. Okay. Where's the documentation? Where's the write-up? Yeah. Where's, oh, so you didn't do that? Oh, so you, you're going to go ahead and, and change somebody else's world, but you're not following policy? Because, you know, first thing's the warning. Where's the write-up? First official write-up, right? First, you're not doing what is necessary. And and truth be told, I got in trouble. Yeah, it's like wow. Now I have to write you up because you're not following policy. Because haven't we clearly defined it? It gives them a chance to correct. Right? Those corrective action forms can be goofy, but yeah. it, you have on there exactly what I want to see for you to correct your behavior, right? right. Correct your your uh, your work habits. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. And 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 don't get me wrong. I've also been told, and I've told other people, it's almost like you, it's CYA, but not really. It's just the right thing to do. You, if you're going to make a decision like that. Yeah. Justify it by doing the work yourself. Yeah, it's right for them, right for you, right? right. It makes yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, it's a tough topic and it's it's we we've, we've gone, I mean, we we've had some long-term people recently have to be, you know, let go and that it's a tough tough spot. It's a tough spot for people to be in and I just think, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about it because it's so emotional. You know, because it, it can be it just it's hard on everybody it, it, it'll rip you apart and somebody's been there for a long time it's hard on the store too and i think how they perceive how you interact with them would give them a clue in how do you interact with that other person knowing that you provide clarity knowing that you give ample opportunity to succeed knowing that you give room for failure and it's not just one failure and you're out right it's it's like if if i know that about you then i know you've probably done all you can and then 
I have a little bit better faith in you. Because otherwise, when they feel like you're just ad hoc, just like slashing, cutting throats, you know, it's a scary place to work and nobody wants to be part of that team. So that's the other side of it is if you don't do those things, you act too quickly and, and you're too brash and you don't take time to make sure it's the right decision, then it go, it also goes the other way on you and you just become the hatchet man and that's not a good place to be either. You know, it's funny that you say that because I had a conversation with an owner not too long ago where, you know, they were in the same toxic scenario, right? Well, you know, they haven't done this, they haven't done that, but they're a good person. They've been with us for a long time, blah, 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 right? And I'm like, okay. I go, what in your mind would justify an immediate dismissal, Mm -hmm. right? I don't know if if I caught them stealing. Okay, stealing what? I I don't know if they, so if they jumped in a car and drove home with it, went across the, 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 the road with it, is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, of course. If they took money out of the actual, you know, cashier's box and and walked away and went home with it, would that be stealing? Yeah, that's exactly stealing. Okay, that's a perfect example. How about the amount of money that they're not making because of them not doing what's necessary to make you the money? They're stealing opportunity. Do you agree or disagree with that? And they said, give me an example. Because this person is not doing X, Y, and Z, it's costing you a half a million dollars a year. So to me, and I told him, it was just math. To me, I'd be like, you know what? How much do you pay that guy? 90 grand? Send him home. Pay him 90 grand for being at home. And then get somebody else in here to do the job so you can get that half a million. Because that person's going to cost you 90. Well, now you're just plus 300,000. Yeah. You're, you're plus 320,000, right? You're plus 320,000, which you didn't have. Yeah. Right? But let me ask you this. You would never pay them to stay home. You would never do that, would you? And I asked that question. I was like, of course not. Why would I do that? I'm telling you, regardless of it, you're missing out on that. That you just you just it it's right there. Yeah. It's right there. That's a good point, because the math, you wouldn't do that because that sounds crazy. Right. But the math supports it. Right. So Yeah. Right? Why not? So so the loss is there. Oh, you know, they need a mistake. We're going to write it off. It's okay. We'll write it off. Yeah. We'll write it off. We'll write it off. We'll write it. Yeah. But how much corrective action are you going to have to? It just doesn't. It's There's no logic to that. Yeah. So question is, are they stealing? I mean, that's the thing. That's a, that's a, that's a very uh, polarizing word. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Because. You don't look at that that way if I broke into your house or I pick your pocket or that's stealing. But but yeah, I mean, if you're if you're doing it and you're unwilling to not do that, you're so you're costing somebody money. Right. And you're unwilling to change. Then, yeah, then you're you're stealing because, you know, you're knowingly doing it. Yeah, you're knowingly doing it. Right. Yeah. And you're just like, so what? Yeah. And that to me is. Yeah, that's. You're taking from them, yeah. Or, or I've seen people too where they fudge their their stats to pad their pay plan, right? You know, and that's that stealing. that's that's stealing, yeah. While you're maybe you're just you know fudging the facts a little bit, but still, it's it's not okay. It's not right, and yeah, you you it is what it is. It's just call it what it is. So I think that at the end of this conversation, the logic is clear, right? Just to mm-hmm. reiterate again, yep. Number one. Evaluate your standards and evaluate your policy and make sure that you want to hold true to that because when you don't, the one that is lying is you. The one who makes an exception 
you fall prey to that, yeah. right? Like, why would you do that? Why do we allow that? Yeah. And we always try to justify it, but the exception is not the rule. Yeah. And even if you go through the pain of setting that up and that person doesn't work, you have the standards for the next person. Correct. So now if you hire somebody else in, you have a clear way of training them, a clear way of measuring their performance, a clear way of monitoring them. They have a better chance of succeeding. So if it doesn't work with this guy and you end up terming it anyways, and they go, oh, Coach Jay and the G-Man, they led me down. I spent all this time and I still couldn't save him. It's like, that's okay because now you're set up for the next one. So to me, it's worth the effort. It's worth the effort for your peace of mind and for your long-term success. For I agree. sure. I agree. All right. Well, now that we've told you, go fire everybody. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we did. Dealer's going to be calling us going, what, what are you guys doing? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I, it's an important topic, and and uh, I felt like it, it something needed to be discussed. So um, I'm glad to get it out there, and, uh, and it's been, a, it's been a, tough, a tough time in that, and so something I wanted to bring to the to the marketplace. So at any rate, um, we want to thank you, though, for tuning in to this episode of Hard Shop Life. Every time you tune in and listen, we appreciate you. We look at the downloads. We pay attention to it. It is the thing that uh, makes us all worth doing. We just talked about the beginning. We don't have sponsors. We're not repping anybody else's products. We're not even really asking you to buy our own products. We're basically here just delivering information and and sharing what we've been learning in the service drive, a time it there, and and uh, and bringing those uh, to this business that that quite honestly we love and has given so much to us that we we just want to give back. So um, that's what this is about. So anytime you tune in, share with people that you know, um, hit the follow button, make sure that you get updated content as we release it, and uh, we will see you next time on Hard Shop Life. Adios.